Welcome to the Punchline Podcast, a show about misguided entrepreneurship, where I'll share stories about the perils and pitfalls of starting a business. I discuss the not-so-pretty stories that no one tells you about when they start a business. I'm your host, Punchetta Sasha Wu, serial entrepreneur, mother to Priya and Peyton, goofy Gemini, bookworm, and super Dallas cowgirl. On this podcast, you'll learn how I started a business, fell down seven times, and got up eight. Now I'm back and stronger than ever. And I'm going to tell you how you can prevent some of the mistakes that I made in business. So if you're sitting, grab yourself some wine or beer and get ready to listen to The Punchline. Hey, y'all. Hey. Welcome back to the Punchline Podcast. I am your host, Punchetta Sasha Wu, founder of Punch Cosmetics, Punch for Men, Punch TV, and now the Punchline Podcast, a show about misguided entrepreneurship. And I'm excited about the show today because, for one, it's Thanksgiving holidays and it's the last show that I'm going to have for a couple of weeks because um, for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be on holiday and preparing for my last few episodes before the new year. So um, this week we'll have an episode and then next week we won't have another episode until December, I believe the 3rd. I know I just got back because I've been doing a million things. When you're an entrepreneur now, you're trying to podcast and do all this other stuff, it's a lot. So bear with me, please, as I get this schedule together. However, um, the next episode is going to air December Monday, December 6th. And then I'll have an episode the 6th, the 13th, and the 20th. And those will be interviews that will air soon. I mean, that will be airing on those dates as well. And they'll be a part of this Building the Brand series that I've started. Now, well, um, back to what I was saying about the holidays. It's the holiday season, and I'm actually kind of excited. I'll be going home to my hometown of Longview. If you're not familiar, you can always go back and listen to my very first episode where I introduce myself and I give the history of where I came from. And Longview is where I'm from, and I will be going home there for briefly for the holidays, and I'm excited. I also plan to go see my Longview Lobos, my high school that I went to. They're in the playoffs, and um, they're playing Denton Ryan. Um, that's going to be an exciting game. Denton Ryan is number one in the state. I think my high school is maybe number six. And for those of you who know anything about Texas football, we're... Um, I think we are 6A now. Anyway, Texas is a big state, but football is even bigger. So we're going to be checking them out over the holidays, and I'm really excited about that. So I got a lot of things going this Thanksgiving holiday. So Thanksgiving, um, the holiday season is a big time. It's one of my favorite times of the year. And I'm just really, really excited. I get to see my cousins, my family members that I haven't seen in a very long time. COVID has made it difficult for us to connect and be with our family. And so I'm just 
overjoyed that I'm going to get to go and spend some time with my people. So I'm expecting good things from that. But also COVID, um, it also ties in with, um, not COVID rather, but this episode that's airing today, that you're going to hear today, we're talking about a subject that does affect many people during the holidays. As a matter of fact, it actually affected me. Um, I've had my own experience with this topic. And so I'm really kind of excited because I think it'll help some people once we get into the interview and talk about it. Um, the topic that we're going to be talking about is the issue of co-parenting. Um, whether you're... Um, you recently went through a divorce or a breakup or you just have a situation with someone where you guys had kids together and now you're trying to figure out how to co-parent, how to make things work. And usually during the holidays is where most people or most couples have the most um, contentious relationships. I know for a fact that it affected me back in the day. And so my children's father and I, we had the most difficult, difficult times um, when my kids were much younger. And so I would have loved to have met this young woman that I interviewed, that I interviewed regarding this, this subject about 15 years ago. I don't know where she was, but I could have used her or someone like her. So we're going to be talking about, um, the topic of co-parenting because the individual that I am interviewed that I've interviewed uh, created an entire business around the topic of co-parenting based on her own personal situation and I'm actually excited about it um she's an amazing woman who created this business around this topic and I know so much about it I understand it all too well but um I think it's amazing that she was able to build a whole brand around something that's so personal and it affects so many people. Her name is Alicia Price. She has created the Price Dynamic, a family mediation organization that helps divided families learn to co-parent without malice or strife. So she's even penned a book entitled It's Not Complicated, which is out now on Amazon. And you can... um even see her she's so good at what she does you may even have seen her on the hit reality show love and marriage huntsville as the co-parenting expert for melody and martel hope i'm telling you when i saw her on that show i just was like wow there's there are people who actually have created businesses around the topic of co-parenting I just needed her, and and hey, let's be real. If you watch the show, Melody and Martell needed them too. They couldn't have um, gotten a better person to come in and be a mediator for this couple. But so many other couples experience this issue as well, so she's really um, just creating a business around a common issue that many people have. So I've had the pleasure of catching up with Alicia and I learned so much about her, her brand, the issue of co-parenting. And I want you guys to hear what she had to say about the future of co-parenting. And so here's what I learned and found out. So stick around and check it out.
have been introduced to that's building an amazing brand around relationships and not just any relationship. She's building a brand around co-parenting relationships. How cool is that? And she has an amazing story that she's going to share with us today. And I would like to introduce to you all Alicia Price. She is the founder of the Price Dynamic, and it's a co-parenting media, um, mediation branding organization. And she's going to give us um, some information and some tips, if you will, about how to co-parent, uh, how to create a healthy co-parenting dynamic. So I'm excited to hear what she has to say about that today. So Alicia, hey, how are you? I am well. Thank you so much for having me as a guest. Thank you for coming and being a part of this. And I'm I'm just so excited to hear so much about your brand. Um, I know that you are in big old Minneapolis right now. How's the weather there? Today. It's a little chilly, a little windy, but we're happy to not have snow yet. That's it. <laughs> Praise, God Praise God for that. Yes. So, Alicia, tell tell our audience about your brand. I think it is amazing that, and I think it's very unique that you created a brand centered around co-parenting. Co-parenting is one of those things that we really never really talk about. Yeah. And you built a whole brand dynamic around this um, this situation. Tell me where you're, tell me about your story for, and your background first and how this all came to be. Yes, so I am a co-parent. I'm a mother of a soon to be 19 year old. So I've been, um, thick in what co-parenting is um, for several years at this point. And I just recognize that it is an area where a lot of people are not comfortable discussing how they became co-parents or how they're actually navigating um, the ups and downs of co-parenting. And uh, for me, it was just really important to dive into that space because there's a gap and it's okay to create some kind of social enterprise around your why around what is important to you and so for me it was like you know what let's develop this social enterprise to solve a problem and co-parenting is not necessarily a problem but the things that get in the way right are the problem so right. communication um what does it look like to parent across households and how do you provide support for families that right, are married? Right. And the big gap for me was what happens if you were never married? If yes. you don't have the support of lawyers, if right. you don't know how to um, engage a family mediator around this yes. problem. So who's helping those people? Right. And in our community, a lot of us do have children um, out of wedlock. That's not the tradition for many of us anymore. And so um, as I was breaking up with my son's father and trying to figure out my way and navigate what that looked like, I was like, there's nobody here to ask, right? All you, all you know to do is to follow what you've either seen in your own family life or what your friends are telling you. And sometimes that doesn't work for you. Right. And so I wanted to be intentional about creating a space um, and an organization that supports families to do that. 
girl, I needed you um, 15 <laughs> years ago because let me tell you, I, my <laughs> I haven't talked to my kid's father, and I hate that I'm embarrassed to say probably in 20 years. And my children are grown now, but yeah. there's been tension over the years. So this is well needed. Mm-hmm. People need to know that you got to put your the kids first. Yeah. And oftentimes people forget about their children when they're bickering about money, about child support, about this and about that. So what are you finding are your main obstacles in dealing with parents in these type of situations? And how are you helping them to solve them? Are you using certain strategies or techniques? Are you teaching them how to basically communicate? What What is your trick to try to help? So at the price dynamic in particular, we look at the co-parenting family situation in a couple of different ways. So one, we look at the opportunity to be able to coach one-on-one around how do you just move forward? You know, how do you heal? How do you drain the swamp, so to speak? You know, how do you get beyond that hurt feeling so that you can be in a a clear headspace so you are able to co-parent? So one tool and one plan. There's also family mediation. So I have the ability to work with both parents and help them to kind of, you know, come up with a parenting plan or to work through the obstacles that are still, you know, in the way for them. Um, We also provide supervised visitation. So when families are not in a speaking space, they may have an order of protection against each other. How do you see their children, right? Provide a space for, you know, dad to still visit his child or mom to still visit her children. Um, And so we do provide a safe place for parents to do that. Um, In addition, I believe in business to business work as well. So there are lots of schools that need support. There are lots of uh, systems and institutions that aren't aware sometimes that they add to the um, obstacles that we have to co-parent absolutely when they're not educated and when they're only calling mom when the kids have a problem at school they're they're not they're not dad or they're making assumptions about what our family dynamics really are right training and um support institutions such as schools to remove some of that implicit bias around what it looks like to support single mothers mothers, um, and and to see them as capable and know that just because your children don't have the same last name as you doesn't mean that a teacher that doesn't quite understand that um, should be making assumptions about what that means for your life, right? Absolutely. And automatically assuming that the parent, one parent isn't in the life of the, the child and that type of stuff. Girl, that's good stuff. That yeah. is good stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, how do you typically in these situations, in most situations, you got one parent um, or even both parents may be hurt. How do you get to the heart of, okay, there's healing that needs to take place in this situation. How do you make um, get to a healthy medium for those two, for them to take accountability and realize that they have to heal in order for this yeah. to take place healthily for their family dynamic and yeah. for their children? How yeah. do you do that? 
So we look at, I use a technique called motivational interviewing, okay. which is really a, a technique around asking questions in a way that helps to elicit the best thinking of the person that you're working with. So really asking those hard questions that sometimes people want to avoid, but in a safe place, in a place where the individual answering those questions gets to come up with their own aha moment. Yes. Sometimes we're used to going to people that tell us what to do. You go to or the doctor. Tell us what we want to hear. Yeah, or tell us what we want to hear. Very true. Yes. You go to the doctor, there's a problem, they tell you how to fix it, and mm -hmm. you go on. There's a prescription, right? Right. right. But in this case, we want to talk through how did you get here? Yes. What do you assume is the problem? And mm -hmm. I listen for certain cues that help me to continue to ask other questions. Right. I have a team that's also trained in the same technique and that I work with to support them to, you know, work with other families. Motivational interviewing is an amazing tool. I yeah. also work with people on understanding their stage of change. Mm -hmm. You can come to the realization of what stage you are in grieving that relationship right. or grieving, you know, what your family dynamic is, then you can move forward, right? Yes. So if, if you're like, you know what, I'm still contemplating whether or not I really want to be with this person or not. Right. That means your co-parenting relationship is going to look very different. So right. really real about where are you at? Um, what are you willing to um, move forward from? Mm -hmm. uh, we do have a lot of families sometimes that are not ready for their relationship to end. Yes. And so you got to get real about that, right? Yes. And um, growing into what the new relationship might be. So right. we look at those things foundationally, and then we start to work from there on what it is that that individual would like to see happen. So helping them to set really smart goals about what is their parenting time going to look like? What is their new relationship with their co-parenting going to look like? Is co-parenting possible? Right. Some families have dealt with uh, domestic violence and perhaps co-parenting is not something that they can do right now. So we look at how does a parallel parenting plan look? Yeah. Um, and mm -hmm. also getting comfortable with accessing your village. Yes. If you're not able to co-parent right now, there are grandparents that are always helping. We have um, clergy and coaches and all sorts of people that are a part of our village that we can look to as co-parents. So we help to define, um, you know, mm -hmm. what your village looks like for you mm -hmm. so that you're not in the throw of things trying to figure out who do I call, who do I turn to? Uh, because that also adds to, you know, um, that uneasy feeling that mm -hmm. our children sometimes um, see and also feel. So yeah. you've also created somewhat of a network in the community that kind of helps you, that you work with to kind of um, navigate this program and um... Yeah, so, um, so to speak, we have a couple of different partners that we work with um, where we're working with Guardian at Lightum, we're working with uh, parent evaluators, we're working with our county, uh, uh, county court system, um, and we're also working with a um, group of therapists and lawyers that refer to us. Okay. So when we can align and have that kind of continuous uh, support around mm -hmm. the family, we find that they're, um, you know, most uh, successful in that way where everybody's kind of working as a team and talking with each other. So we're very comfortable uh, working with divorce attorneys, uh, mediators um, that are not in our space uh, so that we can share what we see and what we're observing with the families. 
and the families win. And that's the most important thing when you are all working together. That's yeah. the stuff. So I'm curious to know, um, you said your son is 19 years old. How long did it take you and the father um, and his father to come to a place of peace and then start to really communicate on a level to where it was best for what was best for your son? Yep, yep. very good question. I want to say, um, if I were to think of it like all together, accumulative, it was probably a good two years. Oh, wow. There was this, you know, ups and downs and back and forth. Um, but um, I always tell people I had to hold the belief yeah. that we would get to where we are right now because right. at the beginning, child, it didn't feel like that. <laughs> now you're a teen. Yes, you know, and, and, and the other thing that I think people should give themselves some grace about is recognizing what type of family structure you came up in Absolutely. and you come from, right? Absolutely, so that I, always plays a part. So true. I yeah. grew up in a household where my parents actually were co-parenting. Mm -hmm. And so I'm a product of co-parents. Yes. My parents were never married. So um, think about what co-parenting would look like for me um, wasn't a leap. It wasn't very hard. It was something that I knew could happen. Yeah. Um, whereas my son's father did not have a co-parenting family. He was raised by a single mother. So I think um, it's fair to say that a lot of the confidence or strength and stability that I um, came into the relationship with, he saw that also in his mother yeah. and, and knew that I could hold it down, right? Yeah. But that didn't mean I was supposed to do it by myself. No, 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 no. And I was holding it to the fire. Right. <laughs> it right. was like, no, no, no. We're going to make this work, right? That's right. That's and right. And so we had about a good two years of, you know, trying to figure out, are we still in a relationship? Aren't we still in a relationship? What does it look like to have new people involved in this dynamic, you know, as he started dating? Right. Uh, I held off for quite some time around dating uh, because I knew the importance really for me at getting myself together and understanding what I wanted mm -hmm. uh, going forward as I moved out of that relationship. So for sure, it took about a good two years for us to figure out our flow. And our son was probably around six or seven mm -hmm. when we decided we were no longer going to be in a relationship and um ventured into co-parenting across households right yep and so i also mentioned that co-parenting across households because i do work with uh believe it or not couples that are married okay are struggling to co-parent right and people also always assume that co-parenting means you broke up you're divorced something went wrong yes. and now you're trying to figure it out but right. couples also need to figure out how to co-parent. There are people cohabitating that are not on the same page. No. There are a lot of mothers who come to me that are saying, my, you know, children's father or my husband um, feels that he doesn't have to be as active or as involved in our children's schooling or, you know, mm -hmm. the day-to-day -day stuff because he's providing or because he's in the to say that that's their number one thing that they believe that is the end all be all that's the end of the story and leave them alone and that's not it no yep, yep. so yeah. there are lots of people and also you know you would assume in a relationship 
we're on the same page. Right. As soon as you have children, them pages start turning and flipping and the book closes. Right. All kind of things change. And so um, children bring out something new and different in all of us. Right. And it's not abnormal to need help in right. trying to figure out how to parent um, with someone. And it's going to require a level of growth for everybody. And a lot of times people just don't want to accept that. But I now want to know is at what point did you realize you had a business? Like at what point did you start to see, okay, this is a thing. And I'm one of those people that I truly believe your gifts will make room for you. So how did this segue into you creating um, the price dynamic? Yes. So um, as I started to kind of think more about my story and how it was showing up on a day to day, I'd be at work Mm -hmm. or I'd be at a friend's house and someone would say to me, I wish I could co-parent the way Mm -hmm. that you do. Um, And I thought to myself, like, there's so many people saying this thing to me that they aspire Mm -hmm. to have what I have attained. So I could show other people how to do this, but I didn't know exactly how I wanted to go about that at the time. Um, I was working in an organization in a pretty high um, leadership role and had a lot of responsibility. So I didn't really see myself having time to work with other people. But what I thought about doing was writing a book. So if I tell my story through writing a book, then that could help others. And I set out to start writing this book. And then I thought, why my personal story is not what people really need to hear. Uh They just want to know how I did this. So let me make this book be a guide Mm -hmm. that people could actually flip at any page, turn to and say, okay, I'm here. How do I do this thing? Yes. And how do I make it quick and easy Mm -hmm. that you can just throw it in your purse or your bag? And as soon as you need it, it's there, right? right? So I started writing this guide, completed the guide mm-hmm. and um, self-published. And as I did that, I started talking more about it and people did exactly what you did, Punch. They said, where were you 15 years ago? Girl, 10 years ago? <laughs> I would have called you. I would have flown to Minneapolis, girl, because that's how bad it was. <laughs> yes. And so once I did that, I was like, you know what? This is my purpose. This is, I was meant to go through the hardship, the tears, the tough times, my family not becoming what I thought it would be so that I could help someone else overcome what they're going through. My God. And two years ago, I put in my letter of resignation at my job. Congratulations. Thank you. And stepped out on faith and said, you know what? I am going to create the price dynamic. I'm going to create a place where single and co-parenting families can go for support and that's what i did praise god and thank you for that (laughs) because i i myself from experience even with grown daughters and me still not getting anywhere in that situation and i'm okay but um i realize how important it is your work is so important and people i can't emphasize how People really, it's like therapy. You're the therapist for parents. And this is what they need to learn how to co-parent in a way that helps their children. So 
I want to um, now want to dive into how it opened up the door for you to do even bigger and better things. So when did you start getting those knocks on the door where you got media attention and then you got um, you were in season three of Love and Marriage Huntsville. Yes. Tell us about that experience. Yes. Oh, an amazing experience. Um, blessings to um, the Oaks. I'm so grateful and thankful that they trusted me to support them with something so important to them and so fragile um, as they um, had newly divorced and were trying to figure out how to um, stabilize their family. You know, it wasn't new. Uh, normal going to be? And then how do they actually work together um, through that? So having four children and navigating that across households um, is definitely a tough feat. And yes. I'm so grateful that they um, trusted and believed in the process of co-parenting coaching. So I had the pleasure of working with them I saw you, by the way, and yes, you did an amazing job. I, I look, this is one of my favorite shows, actually. Yes. And, and and seeing you, how you, I saw you at work then. Yes. You did an outstanding job, even just the way you communicated with them in such a way to where you listen to both of them mm -hmm. in, in an unbiased way, which is, I mean, I know you're a professional, but that, that made it to me even more... Um, important because irrelevant because you you're not there to take sides or to point right. fingers and they're relatable their story is just like mm -hmm. so many i think i watch mel and martell and think of my, my me and my ex <laughs> i think of that all the time everybody can see themselves in yes in mel and martell yes i know yes, I, yes, could. Yes. I know i could you know yes there's just so, and the thing that I love about both of them though, is there's so much passion. It is, and, and you can so tell that there's love there. Yes, they care a great deal about each other and they care a great deal about their children. Right, right, and right, right. That's so important. Mm -hmm. um, and I tell people all the time, I just did a group with um, uh, some single mothers the other night and I talk about what I've created, which is called the Dynamic Four. And it's a quick little tip and tool trick of like, how do I keep myself in check when it comes to communicating with my co-parent? Yes. And I talk to them about being vulnerable, um, being uh, authentic, right. being respectful and being interested. Yes. If you put those things in place when you're yes. communicating with your co-parent, nine yes. times out of 10, it keep you focused. Right, absolutely. And, and so when you're able to do those things, I think that um, and, and having a coach that comes to you with kind of this really general way of, you know, how do you communicate? It was easy to be in a neutral place with them. Absolutely. Both of their experiences are valid. Yes. You no, know, it's yes. not about who's right or wrong. It's about, you know, their their feelings being valid and, and providing a space where they're able to be heard. Most right. of the time, that's what this is about. It is. That it is. Person needs to feel like they've been heard, and um, that in that space of being heard, that they feel, you know, respected. And then the hardest part, I would think, probably is putting your own personal feelings aside and how you feel about this, so that you can put your kids first. Mm -hmm. But I would, I would venture to ask. Um, 
what has been the biggest obstacle in dealing with the co-parenting dynamic and trying to bring the couples together? What, or just in building your business in general, what, what type of obstacles have you encountered? Um, biggest obstacle for me in building the business and the same, it's so funny because it's the obstacle around building the business and also the obstacle in working with co-parents. Right. Was people need the help but will assume that it's not them as an individual that needs the help. It's the other parent that needs the help. Right. <laughs> it's so always them. So they'll say, this is awesome. I love what you're doing, but I don't really need it. He needs help. <laughs> he ain't going to come. <laughs> right? So in the beginning, and I was leaving like, out the part where he don't want to come because he don't want to deal with your craziness and your mess and all that drama. Right. So. Right early on i knew who my target population was right? right but i had to really figure out how to connect with them and oh. that that was an immediate struggle for me because when people need help they don't always see themselves as needing help right the people on the outside can see it right in the thick of things you're not looking for the white flag sometimes right. you're not right. looking for help sometimes exactly. people want to be in the thick of things right so they're not ready to say, yes, I need help. I, I, I don't want to argue anymore. Sometimes people are so hurt that they're like, you know what? I'm in it. And I'm ready to argue every time I see you. And, and <laughs> you know. Martell and Melody. Like, go. So you have there, that work. It's an uphill battle in helping people see the value. Right. And getting to a, you know, common ground. So what I did to solve that, um, I was able to look at my business as a as a service that could support other businesses. Mm -hmm. Schools need help working with parents. You know, therapists need help working with parents. Lawyers need help working with parents through the divorce yes. process. Yes. Right. So I started to reach out and um, offer my services as a business to business um, opportunity or service. Smart. And so that way, I structured the business not as a nonprofit. A lot of people will probably assume if you're working with families or parents, you're a nonprofit organization, and we're not. We wow. are a social enterprise. Um, and so, people, you know, we created services and um, tools to support a social problem. So, we were able to connect with our uh, court system, and therefore, um, we now have a contract. We're all families that are working through a supervised visitation or divorce are referred directly to the price dynamic. And so we're able to get those court orders and reach out to those families and take them on as clients. And Absolutely. through doing that, word of mouth, right, just happened. And we get families that are now like, you know what? It took for me to go through this to learn this. But now they're telling other families that aren't necessarily working with the court. Mm -hmm. Go to the price dynamic. Talk to, you know, Miss Alicia, figure out through, you know, that, you know, venue, uh -huh. what you can do to then stabilize and support your, your family. Okay. And so I've been very blessed and grateful to have a lot of uh, word of mouth support as it pertains to um, getting people in the door. 
Absolutely. Girl, you better do the doggone thing. I just, I love it. I love what you're doing. I love what what you're building. And I just love that um, you thought of it and you're going, going for it. Who who inspired you? What? what I'd have to say his inspiration was that little guy up there. The little big guy, right? Um, biggest inspiration uh, for a number of reasons. His life and the fact that I brought him here was so important to me. It was the greatest thing that I had ever done. Mm-hmm. And to date, I've not done anything greater than create him. Mm-hmm. And so I worked so hard to make sure that his life um, was influenced and, infect- and affected in a positive light by me. Right. So I knew I wanted his father in his life. I knew it was important for him to have a relationship with his father. And so I worked extremely hard at making that happen for him. Bless you. And that is what, yes. And that's what made me work so hard at co-parenting, right? Yes. Because I wanted to provide him a life better than what I could have ever even dreamt of for myself. And then twofold, he was also the biggest inspiration because I said, you know what, I'm going to set out to be this uh, entrepreneur and I'm not going to fail at it because I want my baby to see that this is possible. Amen. And so I wanted to also provide this, this structure for him that said, you know what, I can step out on faith. Mm-hmm. I can make a living for myself yes. and him watching me do it made me really do it, you know, and now he says things or sends me text messages like, mom, you know, I'm so proud of you. And, you know, I can't believe that, like, you're your own boss, you know. And Um, on TV. Man, right. And, yeah, and, and. I have to share this. The other day he came home from college for the weekend and he said to me, he had friends send him a text and say, is your mom on TV? And, and he says, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so she's always doing something. And they're like, no, we're watching Love and Marriage Huntsville. And I think that's your mom. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's her. <laughs> so go, mom, go. Great. He's my greatest inspiration. Um, outside of my son, I would have to say um, my parents. You know, um, they did such a good job at putting me first Yeah. Um, as I was growing up. So I had this model, right? I had a structure um, to operate from. And um, there's a lot of things that they did that they could have done better. <laughs> um, Any parent. Man, you know, but because I saw what they did and what they experienced, whether it was good or bad, I knew what I was working from, right? So I had um, a really good foundation when it came to them. Mm-hmm. Um, they were able to put their stuff aside always for, you know, putting me first. Mm-hmm. And so that's been an ongoing inspiration for me um, as it pertained to my own co-parenting family dynamic. That's amazing. Yeah. So before we go, though, yes. you know, we're we're getting into the holiday season. Yeah. And um, what holiday hacks 
I would say. Yes. Would you, what advice would you give parents going into the holidays and knowing that they're going to have to deal with some co-parenting with um, their other half, their children's, yeah. Yeah. Um, their other half? So I definitely say um, I've, I've got a uh, top three I can definitely share, um, you know, have a schedule. Mm. If you already have a court ordered schedule, go back and review it. Mm -hmm. A lot of people get so used to their routine that they forget mm -hmm. the details in the schedule. And this is the time to get caught up and get the police called on you. And all sorts of things for not following that schedule. <laughs> and this Thanksgiving, ain't nobody got time for this. <laughs> so go back and review that court order schedule. Um, if you don't have a schedule, create one. Um, it's extremely important to remember also that any court order schedule that you might have um, kind of goes out of the window when it comes to the holidays. Mm -hmm. So your holiday schedule trumps that. So if you do every other weekend, you need to remember the holiday schedule. It might not be your weekend now because the other parent gets the children for a certain amount of time during the holidays. So review that information and don't get caught slipping. That's right. Um, definitely important. When it comes to creating a schedule, if you don't have one, um, add things like pick up and drop off. Don't make assumptions at all. Who's picking up? Who's dropping off? Where are the kids spending the night? Um, you know, will you have them on the actual holiday or the night before? Mm -hmm. So talk through all of those details so that you have a smooth transition for your kids, for sure. That would be number one, the schedule. Um, I would also say uh, top two for me is to keep traditions. Mm -hmm. If you were married or lived in the household at any point together and you had traditions, try your hardest to keep those traditions for your children so that they have that foundation, they have some normalcy, um, and don't be afraid to create new traditions, you right. know, um, be open and talk about what that looks like, you know, how they're feeling about those things. Um, and third, most important, I think, third and most important is the day of the holiday does not have to be the day you celebrate the holiday. Right. And that's hard for a lot of people. They're mm -hmm. set on that calendar. Mm -hmm. I need my kids on Christmas day. And I like to share with people, and I've always said this to my son and just recently added to it, home is wherever I'm at, right? Mm -hmm. And so I say home is wherever I'm at, but the holidays are also wherever I'm at and whenever I'm there. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be the day that's on the calendar. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, make sure that you're flexible in that um, because, you know, transportation and transitioning from house to house, um, sometimes that can be, you know, um, tough for kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, trying to do halftime on Christmas with one parent, hurry up and do that and go to the other parent's house, that might not be the best solution. So be okay with not adhering to that actual date on the calendar right? Um, because we need to be flexible for our kids. Absolutely. And I think that's the biggest problem that most people have, inflexibility yep. and being self-righteous. And I said, I, I want it this way and being yep. selfish and not thinking about your children. And that's where the problem comes in. So Everybody who always wants to be right mm -hmm. and not doing what's right 
for the child. Yes. Well, Alicia, this has been amazing. Thank Please you. tell our viewers and listeners how they can follow you, how they can get your book, how they can get any information about your business and your program. Please yes. tell so all things Alicia Price are at aliciaprice.com. So that's A-L-Y-S-H-A-P-R-I-C-E.com. You can find the book there. You can also find uh, Family Meeting Cards, which is a tool that I've created to support discussion in families of any type. Mm -hmm. um, you can also go to thepricedynamic.com and purchase the book and Family Meeting Cards there. Okay. I'm on Instagram at Miss Alicia Price and also on Facebook at Miss Alicia Price. Absolutely, that's wonderful. And is there any, do you have any upcoming um, events or appearances that you have? I um, have a- we should do about? Yes, I have an event here locally in Minneapolis um, for women. Um, I've created also as an expansion of the brand, um, Dope, which is uh, the Dope Tribe deserving of positive energy. And that stems from me working with women and just helping them in this co-parenting space. And as we started with the coaching, they say, you know what? I don't want to talk about my kid's dad no more. I want to talk about work or I want to talk about, you know, becoming an entrepreneur. Right. And so I learned very quickly that when women, mothers in particular, have goals and have a good group of sister friends to work with, then you're not with idle time. You right. have to support and you're not focused on the, the you know, relationship. Care about him, what he's doing, who he's with or not doing. Absolutely. So, you so we, have, we have the dope tribe deserving of positive energy. We're doing an amazing burning ceremony on November 20th um, where we're going to relax, relate, release, throw all of 2021 into the fire yes. and emerge, um, you know, ready and willing to take on 2022. I love it. Yes. And I believe this Saturday um, coming up here, I should have another session with Mela Martell on Love and Marriage Huntsville. Okay. Um, so stay tuned for that as the season is wrapping up. I can't wait. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, we really need to touch them. There's some healing needs to be going yes. on in that group. <laughs> Praise so, for all of the co-parents this holiday. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Praise God. Well, thank you so much for joining and thank you for all of the work that you're doing in your community and abroad because yes. you are moving and shaking. I love it. The price dynamic is going to be a major, major It's going to be a big deal uh, oh, nationwide. Yes. I believe so to you. And, and I want to make sure I don't forget to say, although I am in Minneapolis, coaching happens virtually. We can also do family mediation virtually. So don't hesitate to reach out if those are things that you're interested in and need support with. And I would like to add for if you're doing it virtually as well, some people can't even, you, if you know you, you don't even like to be in the same room with your co-parent, that may work even better. So that's an option that many people should consider. So kudos to you for that. And I look forward to hearing more from you in the future. Yes, thank you so much. It has been amazing. Thank you for joining today. And good luck. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye.
you for listening to the Punchline Podcast. If you want to hear more from me, then head on over to iHeartRadio, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. If you want to find me online, then you should check out my website at www.thepunchline.com. And many of these episodes will be there. You can also find more about this podcast on social media at PLPod or just follow me, Punchetta Sasha Wu, on everything. And if you're interested in starting a business and don't know where to start, then join my private Facebook group, Gold Friends Network. We can help you. Finally, help me out and subscribe, rate, and review. I love you all and I appreciate you so much. Until next time, talk to you later.